This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome back to Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater operations, news, and insights from the people that book the movies. I'm Cody, and with me are Kyle and Ken. Hello, everyone. Happy March 5th. This is going to be a new national holiday (laughs) for movie theater operators. We have a Disney animated film in theaters. We already had an animated film in theaters. But it's a Disney animated film. This is a Disney animated film. This this one's a big deal. This one's a big deal. Okay. It's good people too. Crudes we'll and, get into that later. Crudes and Tom and Jerry were the testing ground, but now now, now we're the in the big, stretch. The big boys are playing now. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Disney's up to bat. Oh, I am just excited. It's a huge relief to have two PG films, one after the other. Mm-hmm. Like big time releases. This is awesome. Our theaters are seeing results real results like actually measurable growth in our grosses over that stretch from christmas until (laughs) the end of february we knew it was going to be tough but it was getting pretty bleak it was a slog well let's just say we hoped that some federal funding would come in in that time and it hasn't so worst case scenario happened (laughs) we were had to rely on what we could find (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but but things are things are going to be looking up now. We got a, we had a good week actually. We did. It wasn't like a down and glum week like no. normal like most of them have. Like this one's good. This yeah. one's been a good one. We got some good news about some release schedule changes mm-hmm. that was positive and we have some updates on the Shutter Venues grants, and we've got a new movie to talk about. That all three of us have seen? Yeah, cuz we saw a screener. So, <laughs> this will be this will be good and positive. I got my Mountain Dew. I'm all set. I got my Mountain Dew? Yeah. Kyle has his blue one. I have my regular one. Ken has fizzy water in a bottle. I don't know what he's got over there. Mystery fizzy water. Mystery fizz. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. We'll say it's Mountain Dew. Yeah. <laughs> it's like orange Mountain Dew. <laughs> all right. So what are we starting with? Okay. So upcoming release schedule changes. Well... Um, at first, we got some bad news that F9 moved from May 28th, Memorial Weekend, to June 25th. And we're like, oh no, everything's going to move out of May. But then we got great news that A Quiet Place 2 moved in to that May 28th spot. So instead of F9 over Memorial Weekend, we're going to get Quiet Place 2, which I'm equally as excited for. Yeah, it was surprising, but it made all of us really happy. Like the first thing we hear on like a Friday morning is this yeah. news. Like it was great. And then infin- and one, one of oh. our longest lasting films that wasn't a major title was yeah. come play, which was a PG 13 horror. Right. And this is a PG 13 horror franchise horror. Right. Yeah. And that's just, I mean, if, if come play did any business, this bodes extremely well for right. this moving up. Right. Yeah. I, I'm almost a little bit more excited for quiet place too, because um, F nine and all the Fast and Furious movies has a history of like big gross and then fizzling, like burning out pretty quickly. Sure. And we need movies right now that will last a while. Cause so you think a quiet place two can do that? Oh yeah. I think it'll have legs. I think it'll, it'll last a lot longer. Paramount's going to do their 45 day window on it. So having a window coupled with a franchise that, 
um, I think could last longer and not burn out so quickly. And the first one covered the entire window to DVD at most of the locations. It played a full 12 weeks, if not longer. Yeah. Plus, plus when it comes to the theater experience, like people need to be quiet for this movie anyway. So like with (laughs) less people and everyone spaced out more, like this could be a win for people going to the theater. I know this might be a great experience. Yeah. It might be even better than the first time. (laughs) And I am excited that Paramount did this. I think that they probably not only wanted to capitalize on the weekend, the film is done, so it's easy for them to move up. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure they also, they just launched their Paramount Plus, and I think they want to get this to Paramount Plus as fast as they can. 45 days fast? Yeah. So I think (laughs) by moving it up significantly that they'll, you know, have it be available on Paramount Plus by the summer so i i think it's a win for them and a win for us on it's a this. Yeah. bigger boost for the service because otherwise it was yeah. going to come out in october november on paramount plus and that's too long for them to get this streaming service moving now, right i actually <laughs> think that moving f9 while i'm kind of glad it moved back not very far back just into june i am concerned by the june date that it's going to bump up into maverick and if I'm choosing between F9 and Maverick on a screen, I'm going to wait and take Maverick over the 4th of July right. holiday. Not to mention the Venom sequel is also on that June date as well. Yeah. I imagine that Sony will move it back, but I don't know how far back they would go. Or maybe like they'll move be, it up. I mean, they could too. I'm just thinking in terms of you know, what, right. what most studios have been doing lately. But maybe when they see Paramount, they could also move up. Yeah. So I am concerned. And... and We'll have to wait and see what Universal does for large screen formats. But if they want two weeks on F9 and a PLF screen, they're not getting it. I'm not going to give up Maverick, which is definitely a PLF movie, Mm -hmm. for the ninth Fast and Furious movie. It is a PLF, but if I have to guarantee them two weeks on it, I'm not taking plfs on that and we just got extra footage from maverick where it showed imax cameras mounted to yeah, yeah. <laughs> mounted to this... fighter jets <laughs> no like, I, if i'm choosing if between you... them maverick is gonna on any be screen it's gonna look down. better but on preferred preferred large format or atmos or anything you're not gonna get that screen away from yeah. from that yeah no. that's the film to play on it yeah for I this don't... year i think that's the film to play I on i don't it. care if you're a week ahead you're not getting that if you know you get your one week universal and then it's paramount's turn to have their 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 week for um for maverick on plf so that's the only kind of big issue i can see at that time by moving into that spot yeah that's going to be a, a really big question um peter rabbit moved up another one that moved up wow. so sony did such a good job i mean it wasn't over easter weekend that was my first i got a call from a sony rep and they're like we moved up peter rabbit i'm like did you move it to easter they're like no no but that's, closer because that's the obvious place to put it the <laughs> most obvious place to put so it so close but we'll take it we'll take it. i'll take a, any movement forward yeah. of a pg movie yeah of a pg Perfect. movie is is fantastic in uh, ahead of a quiet place so That'll be that'll play really well. I'm shout I think, out to Sony for the first time in a long time. <laughs> yeah, it was a great it was a great decision. On Thanks the, for that their phone part. call, guys. <laughs> and then, okay, so that's where we praise Sony, and then yes. we get upset with Sony because they sold Fatherhood to Netflix. Yeah, we had a Kevin Hart like 
family comedy. Yeah, and he has sold it to Netflix. <laughs> I wasn't surprised to hear that because I think we talked in the last podcast, all we had in our system was title art. We didn't actually get anything from marketing. Yeah, they weren't showing no anything. No publicity stills, yeah. no one sheets. There were no theatrical assets for this mm-hmm. other than title art. I wonder if this had more to do with the fact that Kevin Hart has an existing relationship with Netflix. It probably and does. You know, that's the reason why they, they put it there instead of somewhere else. Yeah. But, you know, it's any film lost to streaming now is a big loss. It is a big <laughs> loss. Especially, I mean, we could have really used it in April. It was the middle of April title, and yeah. we needed... It was up against Mortal Kombat. What a perfect counter-programming right, move. It's true, right before, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right before Easter. So you yeah. would have held it through Easter. It was and, after Easter. Wasn't it? Oh, no, it was after Easter. Okay, I forget. Easter was on the... Coming this Easter, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Ooh, yucky. I mean, it'd be like Deadpool and Valentine's Day, right? It could yeah, work. It could work. But as far as, you know, okay, you see these back, titles people. juxtaposed against each other, like we have Mortal Kombat and Fatherhood, yeah. and then at uh, 7-2 we had Top Gun Maverick and Minions, oh, right. Rise of Gru, which is yeah. going to be, that's perfect counter-programming. Yeah, but well, in theory, but well, yeah, Universal did. That's the last movement we have is that Universal moved Minions: Rise of Gru out of this year to next year. Come so, on, I know. I wonder if it's a production issue on them. Are is that film done? You know, I would did, have to think it is by now. No, but they put Fast Nine there, so they couldn't risk weeks of Fast Nine with minions taking their grosses but that's true you couldn't they didn't want to lose you their don't screen put it in august or september then you're yeah, at christmas and yeah and i'm sure universal's already got their big slate set up for christmas yeah. to keep so it got pushed to next year Ugh. you guys remember the first minions movie coming out in 2015 the sequel is <laughs> coming out in 2022 that's nearly 10 years ago yeah like the audience for this is almost like teenagers by now right like right. 10 years like it's it's I mean, I'm sure there's a new generation that loves with, us all the with, same, but no, it's just I, wild to me. Like, it's gone by so fast. With the, with them putting the minions on the screen with the first Despicable Me coming into theaters, we were like, this is not going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody was like, this is going to be a six-movie franchise. Yeah. Nobody was even considering that. And then after that first movie popped, it was like, all we want is minions on our screens. It was, yeah. it Find was, a way. It was so perfect. Like, I don't know what it was about that creation, but Lightning usually there has to be something there, like something relating right. to it. A movie about a villain that has yellow banana-eating creatures that follow him around. <laughs> There's no selling on that. It's not like Secret Life of Pets where it's like dogs talk. Right. What is the secret life of the pets you Tom, have? Tom and Jerry. And right. still, or, they're and still they're like, is there any way to put in those yellow guys in the secret? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you had nothing going into the original. Like there right. was very little of them in the trailer. Well, Illumination was a new studio. They were brand so, new. Yeah. I mean, it was a big swing mm-hmm. yeah. that really. I mean, God, the merchandising on Minion stuff today has to be. It, it would make you cry. Yeah. <laughs> like, how much money those minions bring in when they haven't had their own movie in right. six years. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's just wild to me that it's still going. It just keeps going. Yeah. Pandemic or not. <laughs> but what does Illumination have besides minions, Despicable Me, and 
Secret Life of Pets. They haven't. Do they, they have, have anything else? They have that Sing movie, and I think oh, there's going Sing, to be a yeah. sequel. There is um, a Sing too. The Grinch remake. Yeah. Was the, Grinch yeah, Illumination? Was. Okay. They had so many home runs. I mean, yeah. they're like Pixar style. I mean, I know it's animation. I know it's an easy comparison. Yeah. But they've hit it out of the park every time. <laughs> yeah, they've all been these. like good to great movies. Yeah, so. and good grocers. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. I don't no, care if good. the movie's any good. <laughs> Let's put some butts in seats. Yeah. <laughs> no yawning during the podcast. Get Wake your, up. Get your Mountain okay. Dew, Cody. Everybody Come on. take Everybody take a stretch. Get that yawn out <laughs> okay. that you've Sorry. been holding in all day. It's I'm the, okay. I'm ready to go. It's the end of the week, and I'm okay. looking forward to a relaxing weekend. And it's nap time now. It is. No. No. We've Not got, we got no. through the changes. Now it's time for booking strategies, okay. which are... Put Raya on as many screens as you think it needs. <laughs> right. Put Chaos Theory on one screen. Chaos Maybe a walking? screen. Chaos Walking. Chaos Theory? Is yeah. that what I said? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever it is. Spider-Man. Spider-Man B minus. Yeah. <laughs> on, on at least one screen. Maybe a screen and a half. If, you can, if you've got Boogie on screen, that's a screen. Mm-hmm. You got Tom and Jerry on a screen. Screen and a half. Two screens still. We're playing new movies on multiple screens. It, right. We're there. This is a happy day. Unless yeah. Cody's got something else to add. No, no. I think that's that's pretty much been my strategy is, um, you know, two screens of Raya, hold two screens of Tom and Jerry, and, you know, add Chaos Walking in, and then fill, you know, hold what was doing good before. Now, the real issue is going to come... Um, We'll, we'll get through the next couple weeks, no problem. And then we've got a bump of new films with Nobody and Godzilla at the end of the month. But April, whew, April's looking rough. And that's that's it, where I'm hoping that some smaller studios step up. April's a literal Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's the February of months. It just, I mean, it, it's there's nothing but Mortal Kombat in February right now, or yeah. in April right now. Yeah. That's it. And it, the Mortal Kombat's going to be R-rated, very bloody and gruesome. It's not going to play everywhere. No. no. So and it's not going to play to a wide audience, that's no. for sure. There's whole states that you can mark off that aren't going to play. <laughs> like, I think, I think for rated R... Nobody from Universal at the end of March will play wider and mm-hmm. probably better because it's got a comedy. It's got that action element. I think I think it'll translate a little wider than Mortal Kombat. I think Mortal Kombat's just going to be too bloody. Awesome. Don't get me wrong. I really want to see it. I'm very excited. But if I'm looking at like family-friendly audiences, it's not that. And I don't think you can even justify it to some conservative adults probably won't like, right. no, like that. Right. was a... Prior to the MPAA allowing references, this is an X-rated film. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just is. But they took the worst parts of every movie and like, no, they tore someone's spine out in this movie. And it was rated R. <laughs> Everyone, go watch the trailer. It's awesome. I mean, the his arm's getting frozen off and then the mist of blood. I'm like, ooh, it's going to be gory. <laughs> awesome, but gory. <laughs> If that's the trailer, that was the trailer. How aggressive is the movie gonna be? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm so excited for this. I know but it'll be great, but that's it. That's it for April as it stands right now, and yeah. so that I'm, I'm not worried about March. I I think I have a really good grasp. I have some backup films that I've got in my pocket for March. April's gonna be, gonna be tough. February and April are the Cinderella's evil stepsisters yeah. <laughs> they, are, they are juxtaposed against 
the month of March, which we've got major releases, and then May, which is set up right now to be... The start of summer. The biggest month we've had since December of 2019. (laughs) (laughs) Oof. That's wild. When you put it into perspective like that, that hurts. It cuts deep. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we'll have... I think March, um, luckily we'll have enough kids films and it'll do well because people will be taking spring breaks now a lot of kids aren't in school and spring breaks won't matter as much this year um, as they have in the past but there's still some spring breaking going on and so we're just loading up on the family product for that and Mm -hmm. that'll kind of get us through a little bit in march and that'll translate a little bit into that first part of april but oh after that i don't know i don't know what we're gonna do i'm just hoping something comes up Keep in playing that time. family titles and maybe nobody I, d- I just and don't, Godzilla. I just don't want to go back to repertory. I really don't Never think there's, well, I just don't think there's any, uh, the last few repertory films I played, people mm-hmm. didn't make minimums, right? Even discounted minimums. Mm-hmm. And, and that's rough. I think it was kind of neat when we didn't have product and people were new to the pandemic and it was like, Oh, let's go see these movies mm-hmm. that we haven't seen and support the theater. And it was, it was just the perception was different. Now it's like, I know new movies are coming out. I'm not wasting my money on these. Yeah. It's time to move on. Time to move on. Yeah. I'm looking at that calendar in May, which you can see at uh, silverscreeninsider.com. That is possibly the biggest month we will have since the Philadelphia Eagles were the reigning Super Bowl champions. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Think about that, all right? We're going to keep putting these things into perspective. (laughs) Since before coronavirus was even a word in your lexicon, somebody said coronavirus, you're like, oh, hangover. Yeah, Yeah. I get it. I get it. It's a hangover. Been there, buddy. Me too. I've had that coronavirus too. (laughs) Oh, what a simpler time that was. Oh, what a silly joke that would have been back then. (laughs) Now somebody tells you they have the coronavirus and they're calling in. Are you going to die? But I'll be in tomorrow. No, you won't. No, you won't. You could get locked in your house for 14 days. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So um, are we moving on? We are. All right. Updates Speaking on, of coronavirus. Yeah, updates on the shuttered venue operators grant. You could literally use that for every conversation you have in life right I now. I did. I, I have to imagine that we've had transitions like that before. Speaking of coronavirus, what do you want to order in for dinner tonight? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's the Amazon bill? <laughs> oh. oh, it's a good day, folks. It's a good day. Oh, goodness. <laughs> okay. Good thing this Gatorade is kicking in. Yeah. <laughs> fizzy, fizzy wa- mystery water in your Gatorade bottle. <sighs> How old is that Gatorade bottle? Is that a couple weeks? Maybe it's time to get a new one. Maybe you get a metal bottle instead. I'm hoping the... There's like microscopic pe- plastic I'm inside your fizz water. I'm hoping the microscopic plastic takes me before the virus gets here. <laughs> I mean, I mean, all judgy as I'm drinking about new. <laughs> that has to be terrible for you. Yeah, gross, Sh- Ken. As I drink my sugar made from petroleum that you're putting in yourself right now. <laughs> But you That's know right. what? It's Unless it away. comes from a fountain at an independently owned theater, then put it down. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Chug that soda. Oh, Shuttered Venue Operators Grant. Yes. Um, SVOG. SVOG. 
the SBA released an update to their frequently asked questions. They were supposed to do it last Friday. We checked and there was oh, no yeah. updates, but they conveniently put post it this week and then they date it from last Friday. So don't be fooled. It wasn't there last Friday. Oh yeah. We would have talked about it on trying, the podcast. Trying to pull a fast one people. Um, the ones there's becoming a dilemma here between SVOG and PPP. Basically SVOG was supposed to be implemented already. Mm-hmm. It's just taking so long. It, there's no, it, there's no application date in sight. They haven't built the portal. We're looking at maybe April right now for applying may to get the money probably yeah so this is this is turning serious that this money was supposed to help people get through this time to the summer when Mm -hmm. the product came back and we're not getting it right now so a lot of operators are running out of funds they're just running out of operating capital and they're looking and they're getting pressure from the banks to apply for second round ppp so we said it on the podcast several times. NATO has even reiterated, if you merely apply for PPP, regardless if you accept the money or um, or don't, you are going to be automatically disqualified from applying for SVOG until the point where SBA has declined your application. So there's some different scenarios here that we'll walk through real quick. If we go by the FAQs that were submitted that were postdated this last Friday, SBA is saying that if you apply and your application is approved, you are not able on page two, uh, question six, to deny that money and still apply for SVOG. So there is a weird gray period where you can apply for PPP. And while your application is being considered, um, can you apply for SVOG? That's a little gray area and that's not been confirmed. If you apply for PPP and your application is accepted, you're automatically not unable to apply for SVOG. If you apply for PPP and are declined PPP money, which can happen. I've never heard of anybody being declined, but it can happen on a second draw. Mm-hmm. Um, then you can apply for SVOG, but you cannot apply for SVOG uh, until you are declined if your PPP application has been processed. So um, basically, if you were very conservative and you were merely going off of what the FAQs on SBA says, and you want an SVOG grant, you should not apply for PPP. Like they, they state it in several of these questions that you cannot apply for PPP you, to do this. However, because um, P, this SVOG is taking so long to get to operators and it's becoming such an issue and the timeline for PPP is running out, I mean, at the end of March... There is an amendment on the new stimulus bill that will be introduced next week from Chuck Schumer. And the amendment will allow you to not only apply for PPP, but you can receive PPP and then deduct that amount Mm -hmm. from SVOG. So when you go to apply for SVOG, um, the SVOG grant, you are able to um, apply for your amount minus PPP. So I think it's going to be 
taken care of and you're going to be able to apply for both. However, yeah. this amendment hasn't been tacked on yet. It won't happen until next week. Then the bill has to go from the Senate back to the House and the reconciliation process has to before it gets actually implemented into law. So you're, I think that will all happen next week or within the next two weeks. So you'll still be within your deadline of PPP. And NATO was kind of saying on the call yesterday that they were, that um, people were being encouraged just to apply for PPP now because we are hearing that some banks, even though you have until the 31st of March to apply for PPP, are cutting off the application deadlines early so that they are able to process them in time. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I don't really have an answer for anybody. I think we really need to look and see where this amendment's going. Um, and that'll give some indication. But best case scenario out of all of this is you're able to get PPP now and deduct it from SVOG and get SVOG later. Um, if that amendment fails, then you have to make a big decision on if you want P- a little bit of PPP now or you want a lot of SVOG later. Yeah. Unless you doo-doo in your underoos. <laughs> <laughs> Are you just giggling every time I say PPP? So hard on the inside. <laughs> this is serious, Ken. What are I we going to do? PPP. <laughs> they couldn't have named it anything else. I don't want to have to say payroll protection program no, every single but time just to be an adult it, here. They knew that when they put it together, too. Someone, and then they had SOS. And yeah. then and it could have been SOSS, save yeah. our screens and stages. Like, no, SVOG. Much better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, someone said PPP with a straight face. And they're also humorless that they didn't yeah. laugh at it. Yeah, I've said it so many times with a straight face just yeah. now. SVF because I'm an adult kid. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that's check out the updated FAQs. It's so many pages now. I printed it out. You might not want to do that. It's 20 pages. That's a lot of trees. Um, but and a lot of it goes into more of the live venue uh, operators. It, defining what a rig is what lighting is because there's a lot more this bill was really crafted for live venues yeah theatrical productions um not for cinemas so the cinema section is really short it's it's tiny and they still don't have any any information on whether film buyers can apply for svog they've not they've still not clarified that um yeah i mean they say like certain agencies can be able to sign up for this and right. it, it's still unknown if like film buyers kind of count as that, but yeah, that's, maybe there's a way to where it can, still it can unknown, be but we're going to apply yeah. nonetheless, at least give it a shot. I suppose what can happen, but we either get money or they say no. Yeah. No, for everybody stay, yeah. stay the course with this. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to, this is grant money. This is free money. I know, but I, I just feel for people because like us, they're running up against a clock of not being, they need capital now. They mm. need operating no, capital no, now. I, you, it sounds like they, they seem positive about this. Yeah. Like NATO seemed positive about a lot of things <laughs> during this whole process, but right. you know, get, do what you have to do. But mm-hmm. there is so much bureaucracy tied in to this SVOG stuff. And so political. I, you know, SBA has really slowed this down. And part of the amendment that Schumer is proposing next week, not only 
um, will ex allow you to apply for PPP, but it also gives more money to SBA to hire more people, hopefully move this process along. And that's just very much needed, but it's just sad. It's sad that, that our bureaucracy has, has slowed this so far down and that I'm sure people are working hard on it. I really am. There's just normal people at these things, but uh, some of them. it comes from the top down at some of these agencies. And yeah. It's, yeah. It's just slowed down. And it's frustrating because these are people's livelihoods on the line and mm. they're just waiting. They're just waiting. They don't know what to do. They need capital now. And they're being told, well, if you apply for a little bit of capital, that'll get you to the point. Then you miss out on a lot of capital that could actually save your business. Because PPP is not going to save anybody. PPP is like a Band-Aid. And SFOG is like whole triage, defibrillator, like Poof, we're back in business. Yeah. I even did the hand things. Oh, really? I just laughed. Nailed it. Nailed it. We didn't notice, Cody. Cody, Cody Clooney over Boom. here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so hopefully it, they actually, you know, yeah. get to rush this out and make this work as soon as they can. But um, SSI also got a notification that the Women's Business Center in Los Angeles is holding a webinar on Monday, which is unfortunate because I was like, if anybody in the business should know that we never do <laughs> webinars for movie theaters on Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> but um, a Monday at noon on Pacific Standard Time, they're going to host a free webinar. You need to register, but they're going to go through the Shuttered Venues grant. So this um, is being moderated by... Emma Maxey at Outreach and Marketing Specialist with the U.S. Um, Small Business Administration. So we'll have somebody from SBA moderating mm -hmm. it, as well as Sandy Holmes um, from 2656 Marketing. And they're going to go through this, this grant and answer questions. And it's a free webinar. And I think what's going to be nice about this one is that you will have an SBA representative. Mm-hmm moderating it so hopefully we'll have a lot of information on it now i don't know if they're going to record it so you can view it later so that's going to be a bit of an issue because mondays are just really hard yeah to <laughs> to uh take time out of the day for mm -hmm. um but that is available please look at the newsletter and the um and the website and stuff that we put we we posted i think we sent out a newsletter yesterday announcing it and we also is it also on the site kyle as uh yes it is on the yeah. side we're probably going to post it on social media as well facebook right. and instagram pages uh for the register link to be able to yeah. be a part of that so, so there's two registrations one if you're in california one if you're outside california right. yeah so be aware of that that's going to be um super interesting hopefully it'll be better than the last kind of sba hosted webinar <laughs> which was like 15 minutes and gave mm -hmm. no information on this. So I, I have a good feeling about this one. So I'm going to even try to tune in to it on Monday because I think, I yeah. think there'll be some good information on there. I'm if just, you can find time, make yeah. it work. I think it'll be worthwhile. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to say it. Emma Maxey, very accomplished woman, but she is a silver Fox. <laughs> oh yeah. Did you look it up? Oh yeah. <laughs> I look up all of these. <laughs> Just in case. It's research, right? <laughs> Just, I guess. I got to pay. I got to be able to write this phone off somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that's not the way we're supposed to be writing the phone off. Nope. Works. No, no works. Research. Okay. <laughs> it's for 
<laughs> Never mind. It's for business. <laughs> Try that IRS. It's now documented on audio. <laughs> I, uh, I think you have to get that approved by your boss if that is work-related. Hey, you're Fox too. We will have a discussion after this. <laughs> Can I leave? <laughs> <laughs> I will, I'm not only your on. boss, I'm HR now. <laughs> HR, is that Kyle now? <laughs> I don't think you guys want me to be a I part think, of this. I, think no. we're putting... I don't think Kyle wants to be HR and a part of this. <laughs> Definitely not. No, no, no. <laughs> or our listeners. Well, can we move on to the Kay. awesome film we got to yes. see this week? Yes. So, Disney let us have a screener of Raya and The Last Dragon. So, we got to watch that yesterday. And... Um, I know I'm not supposed to allow people unauthorized in it, but I let my kids come watch it. <laughs> and it was really, really fun. Well, Disney's going to take away your kids, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hope it was worth it. I'll bleep that out. <laughs> yeah. Disney will be excited. The kids were so excited. They loved it. It was, it was so good. Our th- local movie theater is closed here, so I couldn't watch it with the boys in the theater, even if I wanted to. But they really enjoyed it. And it was good to see that reaction in them because they haven't really got to watch a new movie in so long so yeah it was it was good they really enjoyed it and Rhea was the animation was so pretty I really wish I would have been able to see it in the theater it it just really needed to be seen on a big screen no it's outstanding I mean if anyone can see this on a big screen they're gonna be so lucky because it just makes this fantasy world pop, it just makes, you know, all the action, like, really hard-hitting and really good and just so amazing to watch. And, yeah, I mean, Disney Animation, we've always known that they're just so good to begin with. But it just works, and that type of animation that they do, it just works so well with this story. Yeah, it was it was good. And um, the dragons came off beautifully, and mm-hmm. the boys loved them, so... I'm really excited. I have a lot of good feelings for about this movie. What yeah. were we saying? This is, like... Um, the movie that they made for American audiences that Chinese audiences would also like where Mulan, they kind of made him for Chinese audiences and it just fell flat. Yeah. I mean, the cultural influences are in this movie. I think it it will work well for American audiences. Even though it's not a Chinese character. It's a Southeast Asian character. Right. So it's a, it's yeah. a mythological. Right geographic region it was just (laughs) nice to see a film that i think all audiences could appreciate regardless of the region it was just good it was done well overall yeah exactly and you know the story is the same of you know two friends the hero and the psychic like trying to save the world or the land or whatever it is and you Mm -hmm. know we've seen that from disney before but i think it was just like the characters and the themes especially some themes i think are pretty mature for kids to be watching i just think those are uh really they, they just really hit so well that I think kids will have this be able to be a movie that's very memorable for them. Yeah. What no. do you think, Ken? It's just the prototypical Disney movie. It hits right. all it hits all the switches. It's yeah. perfect. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying before, it was I don't know why they were pandering to a I know why they were pandering to a Chinese audience with Mulan because right. there was there were funds being exchanged. Yeah. But everybody loves what our creatives create. Yeah. Like there's a reason why things are like films go across political borders Mm -hmm. because we make them for our audience and people are like, oh, I like that too. (laughs) So there's no reason to to pander to anybody specifically because let the creatives create. Yeah. Yeah. Don't put political borders on a film and then create it for that. 
not here. No. It doesn't work here. No, and it doesn't really work anywhere else. So I I just liked having something that was just beautiful. It was a good story. It looked, had a good theme about trust in it, about mm-hmm. being strong, finding it in yourself, keep moving forward. It had all the good all the good Disney themes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was in the review that I wrote up at Silver Screen Insider right now, I was saying that yes, Disney you know, use their algorithm to kind of figure out like, you know, the type of stories that they need to make and this and that. But I say that jokingly because they still find ways to like kind of twist on them a bit. And is it's especially done with Rhea. Like I I think despite, you know, the basics of the story, like being obvious and like seeing Mm -hmm. what we've seen before, they still do so much to make it at least creative and interesting and breathtaking. Aquafina was so awesome as the dragon too. Yeah, she's she great. Has such a great voice. She brings so much fun and liveliness. Yeah, there's like a free spirit nature mm-hmm. that she brings to the character, but the character is also able to like grow at the same time. Yeah. So it's not like totally one note and it gets annoying. Yeah, the live version of this is going to be awesome in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Stage version. Yeah. <laughs> Where Aquafina plays a person in a dragon suit. Yeah. <laughs> or a CGI dragon, which she already played, but she's yeah. going to play it again. It'll be just like the anime version, but different. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Same, but different. Same, but different. Uh, well, let's hope that doesn't happen so soon. But Right. Yeah, take take it easy, Let's enjoy Disney. this one first. Take it easy, Disney. Let's not <laughs> bring that back already. Don't jump the shark just yet. Uh, no, this movie's excellent. Yeah, it was really fun. And it was, how was it, Kyle, watching a Disney movie with children? Because you don't have any children of your own. You're a young man with no children. How was it? <laughs> Childless. Childless. I don't want to be cruel. You're barren, Kyle. <laughs> yes, barren. you're going to be cruel to me. Oh, no, the 20-year-old <laughs> yeah. doesn't have children. That he knows of. Hey, you're not getting any younger. <laughs> it's happening Come on, eventually. Kyle. <laughs> we were uh, just talking about gray hairs. <laughs> It's true. We did Yet talk about that. You have no that. children to take care of. No you. children, but you have gray hair. Yeah, what's going on? TikTok. You can't be old yet. You don't have children. Yeah. <laughs> no, I honestly enjoyed it because um, there's just there was so many times where I'm viewing this movie and I'm trying to think of like how a kid would react to these things because you know there's moments where I'm like oh, that's not that scary or I don't know if that has that much weight or impact and I see like over my shoulder like how your kids are reacting to it and you know they're having the reactions that i wasn't getting as an adult so having a visceral reaction to a quote-unquote scary moment yeah jumping in jumping in mom's lap but but it was good to know that you know the creatives were able to make a movie that you know can like really hit for a a, for a kid's audience anyway not Mm -hmm. necessarily for an adult it's good for adults too but i I, I was at least appreciative of getting to see, like, what it's like to react that way again as, like, a kid. Because yeah. I, I don't do that anymore. No, and it's sad. You don't jump in your mommy's lap when you watch movies anymore? <laughs> the obvious oh, expression, man. like, oh, no, what's behind that door? <laughs> <laughs> as they approach the gates to the castle. They're like, it was, oh, it's no. like a castle behind the gate. And they're so, like, I wonder what that could be. Yeah, so many <laughs> so many quips of obvious things. But it it does show you that the film was built for or made for children but it still has enough interest to keep to get adults into the theater and that's really what's most important it doesn't matter me as like a 25 year old man to be reviewing this movie being like i didn't think you know the reveal of the castle is all that great meanwhile (laughs) it works perfectly for a kid so yeah it was just it was just a nice moment to be able to be like you know what 
just enjoy this. The themes were sophomoric. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I'm saying like themes are mature for adults, but at the same time, like the kid didn't know what was behind the gate. Yeah. It was a castle. It was scary. Like it was a, it was a scary castle. The Who melancholy knew? demeanor of the main character. <laughs> no, there's none of that. This is a great family film yep. for boys, girls, moms, dads. Like this yeah. was fits right into that category. 20-something year olds. Bring your dog if they let you. Like everyone's going to love this <laughs> Why movie. Why not yeah, anymore? Totally. <laughs> we're expecting big things out of Raya. Even with the Disney yeah. Plus, we're expecting big, big things out of this weekend because of Raya, because of Tom and Jerry, because of the alternative content of boogie and chaos, chaos walking, walking chaos theory I know it's super easy <laughs> to just stay home and pay the 30 dollars and get raya extra on the tv but man taking the kids out we we got them out of school we did a the special viewing here in the office i burned popcorn ken burned popcorn and then made a good thing of popcorn we got popcorn and m and Kids spilled the popcorn <laughs> kids spilled the popcorn after he finally didn't burn the popcorn yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kyle was like, I so don't want kids. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle's like, there's a lot going on here. When I watch a movie, I make a snack and push play, and then that's it. <laughs> this was a whole, was, a whole I feel production. Like you guys could be getting rid of a bunch of extra steps right yeah, now. Yeah, you guys are screwing this up right now. This why are you spilling so the much, popcorn? This isn't a step. This yeah. is so much easier <laughs> than you guys are making There's it. The eating the popcorn off the floor after you spilt it. No jumping on the couch. Yeah. Doesn't make me want to have kids. <laughs> but Nice try, but guys. But when that film started and they got so into it a hush fell over down. the crowd it was <laughs> yeah it was fun and i really miss taking them to that to the theater for that excitement that when the lights go down and the movie's gonna start the anticipation all of that children love that and and i i feel like they really miss out if you're not if you're not able to do that yeah if you've never been to a theater and then the main character disappears and you haven't heard a, a kid go where did <laughs> in the middle of the audience you haven't lived you haven't lived <laughs> you're not truly experiencing a movie everybody listening to this though has had that experience i'm sure right. oh yeah <laughs> oh it was so much fun I, I just can't wait for our theater here to open up yeah this summer is gonna be yeah great. no kidding um so speaking of streaming were we segue were, were we speaking one. of theater specifically yeah. speaking of the theater's new largest competitor. Here we go. Speaking of go. coronavirus. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of coronavirus, streaming has really taken off in the streaming last... Streaming is. Oh, so Cody had an, read an interesting article about yep. um, people's streaming habits and right. services. Yeah. I mean, we're, as theater owners and operators, we're really concerned about you know the streaming being a major competitor for our media dollars in this landscape. And it, it was just kind of um, interesting. This article looked at how many services are people actually paying for right now? Not how many services they have access to or what they're watching. It's how many are you actually paying for? Because that's the that's the problem here is that you're competing for that, that money, that entertainment money. Yeah. And most people... I would say like, I think it was something like 70% have one service and that one service tends to be Netflix. Cause that's like the granddaddy. That's the one that every, the beginner one, everybody who's unfamiliar with streaming kind of like jumps in with that one. And then, um, and then there's this, another big portion of people that have two, which is usually like Netflix and one other. So like Netflix and Hulu or Netflix and prime. Yeah. And then, um, and then, then there's a, 
smaller percentage that have three and then the they're the really small percentage is four or more. Yeah. So now when we're looking at four or more, you're looking at three, you're you're thinking, okay, I take care of the big ones, Netflix, Hulu, Prime. Mm-hmm. And then, but do I add any, do I pay for anything else on top of that? And the answer is people aren't. People really aren't paying. So in this streaming landscape, you're not only trying to convince people to purchase your streaming, you also need to convince them to give up the streaming somewhere right. else. And I think that's going to be a hard a hard sell for some people cuz I granted all of these added together are ba- are still cheaper than what cable was. So cord cutting cable wasn't very difficult cuz you were saving money. Yeah. But if you want us to do the math, you can listen to last week's yeah. podcast. Yeah, true. Listen to Cody add these things up <laughs> <laughs> or struggle to add these things up. I, well, should say. I tried to add them up before, so I didn't sound like I was struggling, but I struggled still, <laughs> nonetheless. It was relatable. There's a lot math. of 99 the, cents adding yeah. up. There was the a listeners. lot of rounding up, so I didn't have to add that. <laughs> what's sales? Nine ninety nine, ten sales? bucks plus sales tax, <laughs> yeah. minus sales tax. Yeah. <laughs> the point is, do I have to include the internet cost in this? <laughs> Is that um, for when you start thinking about the actual price of that, I think movie theaters still become attractive because it, it's the convenience of seeing all this media mm-hmm. in one spot. Like you're really only going to each of these streamings for one or two things. Um, like Disney, are you picking it for Mandalorian and and soul and is that why you're paying for it like what what are you really paying for here and i think it's gonna make consumers ask a a lot of tough questions and i think it's gonna make the movie theater seem more attractive because you know what you're getting you're getting more than just the media you're getting experience there and the seasons end like mandalorian has 10 episodes and they play it over 10 weeks well sorry to tell you this disney but a year is 52 weeks long (laughs) you have 42 (laughs) weeks of content to to fill up to entice that star wars mandalorian audience yeah i know they're doing that they're adding they're, more they're gonna do an series more, and but... things like that but hbo max like what do you have yeah i mean that's why they're releasing all these movies week after week after week and yeah. the snyder cut is in an off week for their film releases mm-hmm. they're just doing these periodically to keep people but there's only so much content they have yeah i i just think that it'll it'll make theaters more attractive because you are getting something more than just content dumps you're just you're getting experiences and so i don't know if i'm looking at 10 bucks i kind of rather go the movie than a whole month of of hbo max or paramount plus or all of those things so it's it's just also easier to choose from i mean let alone choosing for multiple or at least choosing content within, you know, one of the ones that you're paying for like Netflix, but also choosing, you know, what content to watch from multiple streaming services. That's a nightmare. Meanwhile, you know, at least at a movie theater, you can, you know, choose, you have like a sum amount that you can choose from. Like most people walk into a movie theater anyway and look up at the screen or whatever that's showing the movies. And they're like, all right, which one do you want to go to that one? All right, we'll do it. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. If, if you feel like, having a another fight with your significant other <laughs> add another streaming service yeah. and say hey what do you want to watch and like oh okay we're gonna argue about this too <laughs> i know sometimes well we just in our household we have netflix hulu and amazon we mm. d- we haven't added any of the studio ones we don't pay yet. for amazon 
and Hulu Well, because Amazon is Prime. Yeah, correct. And then we have to pay for Hulu. So we do pay for Hulu, but we don't pay for any of the extras. And we pay for Netflix. But we've had Netflix forever, too. And it had a lot of kids. A lot kids. of people have. Yeah. And a lot of kids. For eight pro- years, yeah. at yeah. least. <laughs> like, literally, it probably was in streaming for probably those, what, eight years, almost 10 years before yeah. everyone else was like, hey, you know what? Let's maybe get we should, this. Be, yeah, maybe there's something to it. And I felt like we were late to the party for we people were. getting Netflix. Yeah. Trying to support theaters and keep mm-hmm. keep that away. But we're late adopters too, when it comes to this. It's too enticing. They with just children. The yeah. chil- it was the children's content on there that, yeah. that got us. I mean, I love Disney, but I do not only want to watch Disney movies. I need something else. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's probably the same for you know just about everyone else like netflix at least has a variety of everything in one spot plus i mean basically they're like the granddaddy of all the streaming services and they just were able to establish themselves so quickly sometimes we get on netflix and if i don't want to watch british baking or we don't have a documentary or a comedy stand-up comedy special Mm -hmm. we just like it just we can never decide yeah it just blurs your vision yeah and then i'm like well let's try prime and the same thing and then and then 10 minutes goes by and i'm like well let's try hulu and if there's Mm -hmm. not my few shows that i really like on hulu then i'm i'm like let's just turn it off (laughs) and that's it usually how it ends up happening and honestly that could be in part of why people only subscribe to like one streaming service is because they're tired of I mean, yes, all this stuff is appealing, but at the same time, people still have to make decisions on it's what to watch. It's an overload yeah, of It options. still overloads you no matter what the content is. Yeah. No, I have my few favorite shows, and I if those aren't on, I kind of just don't – not interested. Yeah. I'm no, glad it's... that British Baking is able <laughs> to be watched year-round. <laughs> glad <laughs> you my, got that. That's my go-to. <laughs> It's just become, yeah, it becomes a blur of Mm -hmm. shows and episodes and movies with people you recognize, but titles you don't. Yeah. Right. But then after, but after two or three, I'm not like, well, let's try YouTube and now let's try Disney and let's try the, you know, I'm not going to, I'm just not going to get all those. Yeah, exactly. Even if I didn't have loyalty to theaters and Mm -hmm. was, because a lot of the times people that are actual theater operators still have streaming service. I'm like, why? Don't be a traitor. (laughs) Call them out. They have kids too. (laughs) I send my kids outside. Get outside. <laughs> we don't need to watch the TV. Which is pretty healthy. Yeah, except it's nighttime sometimes. I'm just kidding. It's never nighttime. I would never do that to my babies. We snuggles. Nighttime is for snuggling. Yeah. <laughs> send them out in the nighttime when it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, speaking of coronavirus, there's a trailer for us to react to. Oh, yeah, there is. I don't know. Something there. Um, Lionsgate put out the Voyagers trailer. I guess it's just Voyagers. I tried to make it sound more exciting than it was. <laughs> How did you like it, Kyle? I did not. I felt gross. I uh, felt gross too. I guess the movie is about teenagers or early, early 20 something. 20 somethings. Um, that are in space and I guess they. Young adults. Awake somehow. They're, they like awaken for whatever reason and then they realize that they have like feelings and emotions and it causes like, well, they have to take the blues, the blue liquid and okay. then the blue liquid. It's I like, forgot an, about that. Okay. it's like an experiment in space. And then they take the blue wi- liquid and they're supposed to unlock enhanced oh, okay. abilities. But then they, then it, it goes from like sexual enhancements Angst and sex and to sweat to violence. Yeah. So I'm just like, Ugh, no, thank goes you. Goes from teen angst to Lord of the flies. Right. Right. Really a- quick. 
It's just a 2020 Logan's Run remake. Like this, <laughs> I seen I, it. <laughs> I saw I saw this and I'm like, oh, Lionsgate couldn't for some reason buy the rights to Logan's Run, so yeah. they named it Voyagers. Close enough. <laughs> it's um the best part of the trailer for me was Colin Farrell at the end being like, you know, he's a good actor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't it, want to see him in this, but he's good. <laughs> no, that's the that same. That guy way. could be getting nominated for Oscars, man. That's yeah. the same way everyone's gonna feel about the. Batman. They're gonna be like, that guy's a great actor. Why is he in a Batman movie? <laughs> oh, hey, that guy's also a great actor. Is this is this really a Batman movie? <laughs> hey, look who else showed up. Is Another this, great actor. Is this still a Batman movie? <laughs> we need one good actor and the rest to be terrible. So this movie comes out what? April 9th, right? Oh yeah, I think it is. Also so April. you can try and play it. Cody wasn't counting this one for April. I forgot about <laughs> but this. But I, I don't think this one... Well, Go play play think, Chaos Walking. I feel like Lionsgate's really trying for that um, uh, teen demographic. Yeah, again. Um, Since like Hunger Games, right? Yeah, the Hunger Games demographic. Yeah. Thank it's, you. That's what I was trying to. I was like the bow shooting movie. <laughs> it's a screen filler. I mean, right. they're they're doing their thing to stay relevant and stay in people's it, minds. Before I think it's also uh, exclusive theatrical right now. Yeah, they're still trying mm-hmm. to like put stuff in theaters. So, so I'm not going to knock that. It's just. Yeah. <laughs> I, I the trailer um, I think it needs a better trailer. I was not impressed with this trailer and I don't think if it is it PG thirteen or is it gonna it be is. R? It so if you're playing up the PG thirteen, you shouldn't play up the sex stuff. That's just not gonna play well in family markets. And that actually put <laughs> put me off a little bit for some of the locations. Cause they just there are mm-hmm. some locations that if it's a violent movie, that's fine, but if it's a sexy movie it's a no go, and I felt right. I got the impression that they were playing that up a little bit here. And I still don't see too many families going to this to begin with, but no. But it's yeah. like that teenager, you know, demographic. No, I don't if you want yeah. you want a super awkward movie experience, take take, take your, your parents, take to your this. mom to this, <laughs> grandma. <laughs> Nana, let's, let's go. Have a, let's have just, a memory we won't forget. Just, just a movie full of innuendo and sexy cutscenes, where people fall onto the bed, and then it cuts, and you're like, oh, God, I don't want to watch this with my grandma. Kill me, kill me. People, people kissing non-geographic pieces of skin. You're like, I'm not sure if that's an arm or a leg, or, oh, that could be something else. Leave it to the imagination. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Grandma, what part do you think that was? <laughs> Make a game out of it with your family. I think we yeah. sold this movie well. I think yeah. we did too. I think we did Wait, a good I job. I take today. it back. I'm going to play it everywhere. <laughs> Plus it's the instructions right around, on how to play this. Right. It's right around Mother's Day, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's Mar. That's it's right May. around Easter, right? <laughs> Easter. Yeah, Grandma's in town. She's in her Easter dress. Take her out to the movies. <laughs> oh. Uh, this this was a good laugh. This was a good laugh. But we've got the trailer up on silverscreeninsider.com. Yeah, maybe oh, I yep. read too much into the trailer. Check it out. Make it, you know, let me know <laughs> what you what your thoughts are on it because maybe I'm just old old lady now and I'm like, "Ooh, maybe it's just a movie that's not too for much us." Too for me. <laughs> too too old. Damn I mean, kids and their I mean, dirty that's, movies. That's what I'm saying too. When I'm in my 20s still, I'm young and hip still. I remember oh, yeah, Hunger you don't have Games. Kids. <laughs> you don't have kids. You're hey, kids, you let's watch Hunger this. Games. Everyone still likes that now, right? Yeah, Kyle, this movie is lit. It's on. It's on fleek, bro. Totes. Make sure I use a skull emoji. Right. 
Uh, fire emoji, fire emoji, emoji. eggplant emoji. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this movie's all about. There's does, a skull. I'm dead. Does Colin Farrell have a Colin Farrell emoji? Yeah. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> it, does this mean uh, we're we're out of here now? We're out of here. I cannot wait for the weekend. I'm very excited. Raya is going to do so good. Yeah, we're really happy by how things are going now. Yep. See it. If you're... If you're not promoting, you're behind the eight ball, but there's still shows on Saturday and Sunday to get out there and promote. Mm-hmm. Yep. We are ready for this. We're ready for a big Disney animated movie. And today. You know, and we still hope that Tom and Jerry does really well. Oh, yeah. I hope that still brings people in. Um, and we've got Chaos Walking so and Boogie. So we got, Boogie, yeah. we got like four films that we really need to do well this weekend. So get those people in there. That's I know there's, four more than at the beginning of the pandemic. And we've got New York opening. So we should see a really good gross this yeah. weekend. True. Four wide releases and two PG I, animated releases. I yeah. heard that... Um, that Liam Neeson is going to be at a theater in New York inviting people and welcome, welcoming them back to the theater to see Marksman because oh, New York theaters amazing. haven't opened and yeah. so he's going to make an appearance to invite people back to see Marksman. That's really cool, actually. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. And Marksman was great. And Marksman it, will be number one now. I'm still playing Marksman <laughs> yeah. in a lot of places because it yeah. was good. No, it's an awesome idea. This is what uh, Christopher Nolan and Tom Cruise did with Tenant. Like, Tom Cruise yeah. was in london for for tenant tom cruise yeah was yeah he was, well he was shooting mission impossible oh. and they had a screener for tenant that he so went he to, went so, to yeah. a to a theater and oh, okay. said i'm in a theater watching tenant it was yeah. a whole thing but liam neeson i hope nobody gets abducted on the street because the person who does the abducting oh, is oh, in deep just, shit yeah <laughs> everybody's gonna look at liam neeson and he's gonna be like i'm out he's gonna be like someone called the police why are you looking he's, at me he's gonna be like fine and then yeah. trudge down the street and then kill everyone involved <laughs> it's like this is why i don't make appearances <laughs> i have to kill the kidnappers every time oh uh, we love you uh, Liam we love you all right uh everyone thank you for listening to this episode of the off the break podcast you can find us on all podcast platforms and at silverscreeninsider.com and if you haven't already be sure to subscribe to silverscreeninsider.com because for all these releases going on, we have so many assets for marketing. We have so much film information that a movie theater owner or manager or projectionist uh, could know about. So uh, hop on over there, and that way you'll be able to see all the stuff that we have available for your theater. And if you rewind 15 seconds, you can listen to Kyle profess his romantic love for Liam Neeson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have a good weekend, everybody. Bye. Bye.